0: now, to take advantage of it properly, you got to invest in that education. And that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. So let's learn together. So what is up, guys? Jay Crypto here once again. And I got a really cool clip today to show you of Michael Saylor, the Bitcoin king, the the prophet sent down from the crypto heavens to educate us and also just bring a very uh, dynamic point of view to both the masses and the institutions. Now, in this segment, it's it's uh, quite interesting. He does discuss his viewpoint not only on Bitcoin but also on crypto in general, meaning you know. If Bitcoin's a layer one, then you got you know, Ethereum being maybe a layer two, not just a place to store your money, but also a place to build applications. Um, and he describes it that way. I know that we're familiar with layer two pointing to things like Polygon, but basically he's saying that the, the first layer would be a place to store your money. That's what a cryptocurrency is. And then he discusses how Ethereum could be, you know, to build applications on top of this technology that is blockchain. And then he goes into his point of view on DeFi and some other cool stuff that you just don't hear him talk about a lot. So let's get right into it. Just remember, guys, I am not a financial advisor. I just wanted to bring you
1: this clip. (laughs) I enjoyed both of your talks at the Bitcoin conference last week appreciate that very much. I wanted to ask you both, hopefully a little bit of a sensitive question because I want to amp up the conversation here a little bit. So Michael, for you, I'd love to understand what your view about this whole Bitcoin maximalism, one coin to rule them all kind of scenario is versus other altcoins. Many of them have outperformed Bitcoin over the last 12 months. So I'd love to understand that. And then for you, Bill, things like Metamask and, and and these decentralized wallets that aren't that aren't centralized i'd love to hear your opinion on that and if you think that that is a a threat to your business uh, over over yeah sure let me let me address the first one i think you've got crypto assets and you've got crypto applications and the idea of a crypto asset is i want to build i want to put a billion dollars on a network that'll be here a hundred years from now so i'm all about durability and integrity and i don't want anybody to mess with the functionality or to break the thing and so I don't want any more functionality. I just want to put billion on a billion dollars on a coin and wait a thousand years. And a thousand years from now, you could make these incremental security improvements. But the truth is a billion dollars of money now and a billion dollars of money a thousand years from now, it's it's fine. So the theory behind Bitcoin is, is optimize the architecture so it doesn't change, it's secure, it's in te- high integrity. And all the functionality is on the layer two. And so the, the functionality, which is perform, applications, performance and functionality, speed, you can get that from Square Cash App. That's a compliant app, and you can move a billion transactions a day for free. It has to be compliant, and you trust Jack Dorsey and Square. Or you do on a PayPal, or you do on a Visa, or you do on a MasterCard. Or you build an application with the Lightning Network. The Lightning Network is a decentralized staked network where you stake Bitcoin in order to do a billion transactions instant fast and you build functionality. Each of those app. by the way, you can also use Ethereum or use any other crypto asset. So I could, if I wanted to move money privately, I could flip it from Bitcoin to Monero or Bitcoin to Zcash and I use their functionality. And if I wanted to do smart contracts or DeFi, I could flip from Bitcoin and I could wrap the Bitcoin in Ethereum or go to Cardano or go to Binance Smart Chain or go to Solana. You have a whole set of applications. I think you have decentralized.
0: All right, guys, (laughs) I just wanted to pause this for you because I know it's a lot and it's a lot of really great content. So, let's just break down what he just said real quick. First off, the major takeaway I got was that really what we want is the primary source of holding and storing our value to be rock solid. And that's what Bitcoin does. That's what Bitcoin is. It's a rock solid primary source to hold our value. A lot of the issues... With with Bitcoin, wouldn't would wouldn't would be issues with maybe something like an application or some kind of plugin or something that is supposed to enhance the primary source. Okay, that's how Michael Saylor views this whole this whole like everything outside of Bitcoin, pretty much, is a enhancer of Bitcoin so you have many different things that people say are problems with Bitcoin you got energy being you know not clean you have speed you have um, like what's another one well transactions per second so speed you have the cost of doing transactions and what Michael Saylor is saying is by having a fundamental primary source like Bitcoin being rock-solid we now have the ability to build all these other applications to help aid the dilemmas of using bitcoin but let's continue on because he's about to get into some really good stuff we heard him mention ethereum we heard him mention the lightning network we heard him mention square and you know cash app and other places like that so it's very interesting how he's, he's kind of categorizing all of those as applications on top of Bitcoin, um, which, which obviously makes Bitcoin seem like the ultimate platform for engineered money. What do you guys think? Uh, comment below. But let's continue on and check out some more of this content.
1: Centralized applications, we'll call those crypto apps. And the idea is I do proof of stake because I need super high speed and I can't afford a proof of work and uh, those tend to be more centralized but higher performance and then you and then you change and upgrade the functionality there's an entire market dynamic nobody knows whether Ethereum beats Binance Smart Chain or whether or not Ethereum destroys central banking or, or, or fractional reserve banking I don't have an opinion on that I do have an opinion that that um there's a layer one which is just give me a billion dollar bearer instrument asset and if there's an open protocol then all the functionality should come from the layer two and and as gary gensler would say you have basically permissionless blockchains and permissioned blockchains a proof of stake is sort of more permissioned, it's higher performance, it's, it's, it's more decentralized and more fault tolerant than a, than a centralized conventional app. And there are a lot of benefits there if you want something like that. But we're not going to shut down Visa or Apple Pay either. And so
0: I... Guys, this brings me to another interesting point, where basically we have these decentralized applications and centralized applications. Now, you've heard me say on my channel before, it's really good as we're early on where DeFi insurance isn't, you know, something that everybody knows how to get or knows how to use. It's really important to maybe diversify your applications that you're using to store your Bitcoin. Uh, The reason why I believe this is because you just never know on the decentralized side of things and if you're new to crypto you may hear that people get hacked you may hear people get rug pulled or their wallets get stolen uh i do i do believe holding your private keys is probably the safest way but also using some of these decentralized apps may be a good place to just hold some bitcoin or to use you know your cryptocurrencies on and kind of spread out your risk um as we get more safe and more secure like a lot of these places are doing i'm sure we will come to a place where we can trust these decentralized frameworks more and more but for now places like even 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 a centralized exchange too it's a good spot to hold your crypto all right so i'm not going to interject here but i'm going to leave the leave the rest to michael
1: i would say um Bitcoin serves this role as like a long-term, 100-year-old store of value. And if what you want is that integrity and trust and you don't want people monkeying with the system, then that's Bitcoin. If you go to Ethereum, they're changing the system all the time, right? I mean, they're going to go from Ethereum 1.0 to 2.0. And if you listen to Charles Hoskinson, he'll say, next quarter, we're releasing this feature. And next quarter, we're releasing this feature. And so those are decentralized but quasi-engineered pursuits of technology functionality. And the idea of money, base layer money, is why couldn't I just have 1% of all the money in the human race for 10,000 years without changing the functionality, right? So they're different things, and they're engineered to a different purpose. Ultimately, the applications will live or die based upon competing with other application functionality and the assets will live or die based upon who's got the best asset i don't think i would say it's impossible to have other assets like the chinese could create a crypto asset that might that might sit out there but you know an asset is deflationary looks on the surface better than one that's inflationary bitcoin competes against bitcoin cash same kind of architecture i like one better than the other one other people might like the one that moves a little bit faster with a higher block size, the marketplace determines it. And, uh, and in terms of, uh, overall architectures, look, there's a, And it, if I create a virtual currency in a virtual world and I create a virtual network and give it to my virtual friends. And if they stake that virtual currency to create virtual security, so I can trade virtual products. I'll be virtually successful until one of my virtual friends copies my virtual idea which is virtually certain, okay? And so <laughs> that's that's like Farmville or Second Life or Fortnite. But you can't say they're not successful. Fortnite is successful. It's a game. You can't say, you know, casinos have casino chips. They're successful. You can have a DeFi. Michael, I want to get through the other question so I'm going to Dude, I
0: all right guys so michael saylor simply is built different and he has such a great way of explaining some of these things i always like to go back to his videos and check what he says out especially when it pertains to bitcoin this was a great interview though i think i will be covering bits and pieces of this and i wanted to bring it to my audience but um You can also check out the main video if you don't want to hear you know me talk and stop and start because ultimately guys the main point of this channel is just to expose you to a variety of different stuff i got a cool i got i got so much cool stuff to show you on you know some other on the application side of stuff where we're gonna go deep into nft use cases that you probably haven't even like known were possible in terms of risk in terms of like you know uh celebrity type of like nfts that give you 30 minutes with a celebrity right or nfts that give you an entire company's uh ecosystem profits so app af- like after revenue profit um you're gonna get a percentage of an entire company's revenue nfts that give you a fractional piece of real estate where every time that it gets rent, the management company will send you virtual USDC in your portfolio or your, you know, your MetaMask or whatever kind of wallet you have. And there's a lot of games out there that I want to show you guys because the games, what they do is funny enough, they show you what's possible. I mean, the first games on the iPhone were the first applications we saw after we saw those games after we saw those applications that's when we started to see some real uh, life-changing stuff now pretty much every company has an application you can order a starbucks on your on your iphone you can order a taxi on your iphone you can book a hotel on your iphone so blockchain is about to do the same thing except adding a whole new layer of trust with monetary value and trust with uh, verification, which is something a lot of blockchains are working on, and trust with governance. So it's going to be very interesting how this next couple of years play out. But that's J Crypto, guys. Please like the video if you liked it, and subscribe to the channel because my goal is to get to a thousand subscribers today. Okay, that's the goal. <laughs> the real goal is to get to it by August, but if I can get to a thousand today. That's what keeps me up at night, guys. I want to get to a 1,000 subscribers of quality subscribers today. If you like this video, I'm going to show you some really cool stuff in the future. And uh, yeah, that's Jay Crypto. I appreciate it. If you're on the podcast, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Jay Crypto Crypto Fundamentals series. That's Jay Crypto. Hope you guys have an excellent weekend.